This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pitbulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're going to love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative Podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. Do you want to slap your boss and then go home and make yourself some golden brown pancakes covered in butter and freshly made warm boysenberry syrup? Then you'll love the Urban Conservative. You little over Cardi B. And you repulsed by the thought of Hogmaw. Check out the Urban Conservative. Are you ready? <laughs> Think the earth is flat and always on that weird side of YouTube? Check out the Earth Conservative. They'll set you straight. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Monday night. You know what it is. It's time for the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm Abdul Ali. That guy over there, that's my twin brother Raheem Soto. We want to thank each and every one of y'all that took the journey through 2022 with us. Happy New Year to each and every one. As always, jump in the comments. Let us know where you're watching from because you're either watching live on Facebook or Instagram or wherever else. You might be over at TUConservative.com. You might be checking out our friends and fam over there at Millennium TV. You never know, but we can really, really uh, use your support going over to TUConservative.com. Conservative.com. Get yourself a membership that Hamilton plan. It's only 10 bucks for the year. That helps us keep putting conservative values and, and principles into urban communities and getting the word out. We got to give a very, very big, humongous, super maximum shout out to everybody that joined TUC 
in 2022. We really appreciate y'all. It's been mm. an amazing year. It was an amazing year, I should say. A million people we hit, you know, organically, bro. Like, like, yeah, like yeah. organic, like growing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a big real. deal. I, I, um, like you said, I hope everybody had a, a safe New Year's. Um, everybody enjoyed themselves bringing in the 23, the 2023rd year. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, 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 um, I really hope everybody enjoyed it, brought it in safely. Yo, let me ask you a question, bro. What's up? Do you think people benefited from having the new year fall on a Sunday? Would did that like allow for extra drunken shenanigans on Saturday night? Uh, possibly, because if you didn't have to go to work Monday, you probably laid into it a little bit. You was like, yeah, yeah. I'm saucy. I'm getting saucy. I'm off Monday. You know, Monday's my Sunday. So now <laughs> sat Sunday's my Saturday. Kind of thing. I wonder. Oh. Listen, I wonder how many people was like, "Ooh, church or the New Year's party?" Who did both? Get in the comment section. Who went to church on Sunday? You know, wait, was it Saturday night? Going it was Saturday Sunday? night. New Year's was Sunday morning. So technically, yeah. technically, you should have took your butt to church on Sunday. Technically, I wonder how many people didn't go to church or mosque or or temple on Sunday. I just wonder who opted out because they were just hammered from the night before. Yeah, man. Well, look, we got to at the beginning, you know, we we all about hip hop over here. We really appreciate the art and the culture that is hip hop. So we would be remiss if we did not give a big rest in peace. I am a Southern hip hop fan. I, I kind of the three, six mafia phase for me when I was in the army in 97, 96, 97, 98. Really, you're going there. You're, you're really going to do a, a rest in peace gangster boo. I'm I'm resting peace and gangster boo right now because okay, I, I rock with the three, six mafias. And I like, uh, you know, the project Pats of the world. I, I, I kind of rocked with gold shine and some of the three, six mafia stuff. So, and I, and I was in the army with a lot of dudes from Tennessee, from Memphis and all that area. So, but it is it is look this they're saying this is suspected uh drug overdose folks yeah. look man you don't know what they're putting in this stuff that they're getting across the border these days man you, you just don't know what's in it so that just part. be careful that's all i'm saying no, about well, that listen, while we while before we get into the show remember get in the comment section let us know where you're watching from for sure of course you can catch these episodes everywhere you listen to podcasts help us continue to grow our goal this year five million people man that's our goal this year you can help us do that um you know go to the website that you see above our heads and you can learn some more about how you can sponsor an episode underwriting episode uh can contribute that way um and we're also always going to be looking for talent uh people that are creating content that are in the conservative space that need a place to land their content and not have to worry uh, about getting canceled or whatever the <laughs> yeah but listen we 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 have to do this show um we're gonna take things back a little bit we we started this podcast we started this show as a means to share some of the things that we learned on our journey coming from a, a very uh I, I can't even say liberal we just didn't have a political disposition at we all at the we were at the whim of whatever we were being influenced by at the time be it public enemy be it you know whatever was going on in hell yeah fight the power that sounds good i don't know what it means but okay <laughs> yeah that type of thing so we kind of wanted to to take things back um this year this season and to start things off we wanted to have this dialogue this conversation we had a, a walkthrough at a certain point of trying to figure out who this this uh, against black people there was this notion that we were dealing with that 
when we cleared our minds, we were like, okay, well, who is this? Uh, what we call invisible. See, like, nah, and Rod, you're being uber polite about it. I'm going to tell y'all what it really is. We get told the man is out to get you, bruh. You ain't scared when you leave the house. You ain't know they was trying to lock a brother down. You ain't know the system was against you. you the hunt is on, and you're the prey. That's what we got told, bro. Okay, not not only that, not only that, but there was there was this anti-american sentiment built into hip-hop this anti-european energy put into hip-hop and the funny part about this is that it was reinforced through television through the 60s uh through the 70s and 80s this this sentiment has been widely promoted this anti-american sentiment and now we know we can identify it put our finger on it oh it was marxist it's marxism it's socialism now we can put our finger on it but for those of our brothers and sisters and and we use that term not to denote color but other human beings male and female them right for our brothers and sisters here who may not have had an opportunity to take a certain course of study who may not have had an opportunity to really dive into a concept like race or like racism or like this anti-colonial uh, pro-black disposition, right? This black nationalist disposition, if you will, Ali. I like it. It has to be dove into. And today we're going to talk about the who is really out to get black people. And, and brown people. And brown people. What? Who is out to get them? So let's start here what in the world do you mean by out to get what is the get and out to get ali all right so the suggested get and out to get means purposefully to destroy the family unit purposefully to misinform or miseducate purposefully to put into the criminal justice system purposefully to addict to drugs purposefully to destruct the, the the basic humanity of those people to look at these people to look at us as substandard if you will that's what we mean by get i thought about this and you know what else goes along with the get the get means to lock into a system of systemic racism to use their term how about that one okay so now we have the get clearly defined right now we have to deal with something if they're out to get black people, we should start there and we should find out who these people are that they're talking about. Do you think that's so, fair? So when you say who these people are, you're saying who the people are doing or who the people that they are trying to do well, it to? Well, well, let's classify first. Let's let's put into perspective first this whole black people thing. Let's okay. Deal with that. Let's so we got to deal with black people first. And black people, no white people. Than, so. For all of you guys who who don't understand that Ali and I have done this this study with ourselves and we've we've went through it we've looked at it up and down sideways shook it up we've tried every way to look at this as objectively as possible we're not looking at this we're not observing this as conservatives we're observing this as people looking for the truth to something so if we want to know the truth is who's out to get black and brown people let's first define the term black people because we think we know what black people means we think we know right fair enough we think we know okay right? what you get black 
is a racialized classification of people, usually a political and skin color based category for specific populations with a mid to dark brown complexion. Not all people considered black have dark skin. Hold up, certain- hold up. We break in, we break in our first rule. There's a period. <laughs> there is in fact a period. Okay, so let's do it again. Black is a racialized classification of people, usually a political and skin color based category for specific populations with a mid to dark brown complexion. Stop. Okay, so now black is a classification, usually a political and skin color based category. Wait, 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 wait. So if it's political in nature, that means it's arbitrary. It's extremely, and that's a word people need to add to their vocabulary, the word arbitrary, okay? Add that to your vocabulary. If you're new to to, uh, jumping into some type of academic research into this type of subject matter for yourself, vocabulary is gonna be the biggest tool here. This is completely arbitrary in the fact that it's, the word is racialized racialized <laughs> what, so we what? took a term a word and we racialized it the term at one point defined a color so now we're we're using this term to define a race it is well, a racialized little, classification let's go, little, let's go a little deeper into this right like you said now that we've established that there's a political connection and a and necessarily a skin color thing right it says not all people considered black have dark skin in certain countries often in socially based systems of racial classification in the western world the term black is used to describe persons who are perceived as dark skin compared to other populations (laughs) that's a nice little switch up hey that's that's it's amazing now now one thing we got to do folks because Folks are going to jump on here from especially from the left and people who are going to call us Uncle Toms and Coons and sucking up to the white man. They're going to say, look, they're using Wikipedia. You can't use Wikipedia. Well, listen, folks, Wikipedia is a great place to get a fundamental start. And there's a place at the bottom of those wiki links. And if you click on the bottom of those wiki links, it'll bring you directly to the source material being cited in the thing. And a lot of times what we do, what we had to do is go back and click on the citation and go find out well, what is that citation. Down here at the bottom, they put the citations. So those right there, those are called citations and where you get the information from, okay? So the references are here at the bottom. Wikipedia is just a good general launching point, and it's not even from a right disposition, which is the other reason why we use it, because it's, if, if anything, it's center, whatever it is, right? So, so the point that we're getting at here, right, is it's most commonly used for people of sub-Saharan African ancestry uh, and... Indigenous peoples of Oceania, though it has been ad- applied in many contexts to other groups and is no wait, here we go, and is no indicator of any close ancestral relationship whatsoever. So if you start screaming black and my ancestors was black, nah, no, that doesn't that doesn't no, work. No, no. That doesn't Indigenous work. Indigenous African society. So this is to all of our uh indigenous uh, uh American <laughs> 
indigenous American national sovereign rulers of the Western Maghreb over here. <laughs> he said the Western Maghreb. I'm done. Right, right. Indigenous African societies do not use the term black as a racial identity outside of the influences brought by Western cultures. Wow. The term black may or may not be capitalized. So it's the not a noun. Style book change guide to capitalize the B in black in 2020. The ASA style guide says the B should not be capitalized. Some perceive the term black as a derogatory, outdated, reductive, or otherwise unrepresentative label, and as a result, neither use or define it, especially in African countries with little to no history of colonial segregation. Right. So as we read this further, contemporary contemporary anthropologists now anthropology comes into the table and we're again we're defining when they say they're out to get black people now you do realize this that the, the saying that doesn't even really make any sense right you, i i need y'all to catch on to that that according to what a black what black people is defined as here kind of makes no sense to say they're out to get a political skin color based category of a specific population with mid to dark brown complexion. Right. Then doesn't make sense. So what we found when we started to look at this is it made us ask a simple question. And that question is how arbitrary is skin color and what is race at this point? It opened that can of worms for us where we said, hold up, we're dealing with sociology here. We've seen anthropology and we understand that political science is inclusive of all of these things. Now, one thing I want to do, bro, and I, I just just so we could kind of put a little bit of attack in this black white thing, we could blow this out of the water for people. Here is an example. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen here, bro. Go ahead and, and pop this on for me. Here is an example, and this is from the New Haven Register. I don't know if y'all can see this. You see my screen, Ra? Mm -hmm. Egyptian Detroit immigrant wants to be classified as black, not white. Now, look at the date on this from the AP back in 2012. An Egyptian immigrant who lives in Detroit is asking the government to classify him as black, not white. Mustafa Hefni has been trying to get the racial designation since the 80s. His quote, as a black man and as an African, I'm proud of this heritage. He told the Detroit News, my classification as a white man takes away my black pride, my black heritage, and my strong black identity. However, what was Mustafa really trying to get as a result? Do you remember what Mustafa was trying to get out of that? He was trying to get benefits because if he was white, there was benefits he couldn't get. He couldn't get into programs. He couldn't get certain things. So this idea, this race classification, as you can see, it means little to absolutely nothing considering that these are social constructs. These are not things, there's no such actual thing. Y'all trying to figure out whether it's a noun or not. Cause y'all playing with the capitalization here. So you could be dark as my brother and I and considered white. You could be as white as the average white person and be considered black, depending on what country you come from. Then you jump over to something called the CDC race code index and you have zeros all the way down to, you know, bro, remember the one that we found that was kind of like bugged us out. Remember it was like a quadroon, an octoroon. I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. I have it here. 
Yeah. So this idea of who's in the black club, we have to ask this question. And this in front of you, what you see here, that is the race code in or appendix. That is how our government, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, this is not Adul and Rahim's information. This is straight off the CDC website. So white, Arab, English, French. And when you say white, to me, when I hear white, now imagine my brother and I finding this for the first time. And we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean an English man and a French man and a German man and an Irish man ain't white? There's a difference? Right. And that's, that's you keep going down, keep scrolling down in that list, you'll see Egyptian ain't the same thing as Assyrian and Iranian and Iraqi and Lebanese. Some of these are nationalities. That they're, for the, the purposes of classification, they're classifying as different races. However, in most cases, what we're talking about is nationality. Difference between Black, African, African American, Afro American, you would think those are all the, the same I people. This. I have to say this, right? Go ahead. This is the goofiest thing ever to me, right? You have these allegedly high-level intellectuals and academics who don't make these small nuanced differentiations right and no absolutely right then begin to expound on things and they get bigger platforms and they get on the news and uh they they say things and repeat things and these are very very fundamental uh, uh concepts to pick up that the problem becomes a level of self-honesty that we have to have when we realize that everything that not everything that we've been taught is absolutely true that's so, correct yes, we might have built our identity around being one of those race codes one of those labels we might have built our identity around being let's just pick a, a random one haitian we might say and and now we show up and we go yeah that's a that's a nationality that's not a race and it feels like an attack on your person on your on your inner being your your foundational who you are and it's not right we have to separate fact from conjecture and what a lot of people are doing is pure unadulterated unfiltered unchecked conjecture so now let's do this we've gotten to the white people point the black people point let's talk about white people because it's allegedly black people doing this white people doing this to black and brown people so when we get to white people what do we get all right well first of all let me get the bounce over there might help and this is what we got when we get to white people we have white is a racialized classification of people and a skin color specifier generally used for people of european origin although the definition can vary depending on context nationality and point of view hmm so wow. there's no co there's what this sounds like to me is there's no consistent constant usable because you could be talking about anybody when you say white people you you could be talking about any myriad of a group of people based on this now check this out description of populations as white in reference to their skin color predates this notion and is occasionally found in greco-roman ethnogra ethnography and other ancient or medieval sources uh where do we leave off because he just banged the screen on me 
Yeah, and other medieval sources. But these societies did not have any notion of a white or pan-European race. The term white race or white people, defined by their light skin among their physical characteristics, entered the major European languages in the later 17th century, when the concept of a unified white achieved universal acceptance in Europe in the context of racialized slavery and unequal social status in the European colonies. Stop, hold up, wait pause we can't even skip that there was no such thing really as white folk until the 17th century you muted your mic i have another tab open here boys remember there's no such thing as race until when 17th century let's come on over here to our favorite one of our favorite tools in our study guide etymology let's deal with the etymology of the word race why would that word not show up until the 1700s? Well, let's look at it. So race as a noun, meaning people of a common descent comes out of the 1560s, the 16th century. Okay. People descended from a common ancestor, class of persons allied by common ancestry comes from the French race, early Araza, quote unquote, race, breed, lineage, family from the 16th century possibly from the italian raza which is un of unknown origin cognate with spanish raza like you hear them say this is for la raza this is for the for the tribe right they still say that possibly from the italian raza which is a cognate uh with spanish and portuguese raca etymologists say it has no connection with the latin radix root Although they admit it might have influenced the tribe, nation, sense, and race was a 15th century form of radix in the Middle century, uh, Middle English, Klein suggests the word derived from Arabic ra, head, beginning, origin, compared to Hebrew rosh, right? Original senses in English included wines with the characteristic flavor, group of people with common occupation from the 1500s. And so they considered, they considered all the blacksmiths would be considered technically a race. Exactly. The meaning developed via the sense of tribe or nation or people regarded as of common stock to an ethnical stock, one of the greatest divisions of mankind having in common certain physical peculiarities by 1774 now here's the key part to this though as oed points out old english dictionary points out even among anthropologists there have never been an accepted classification of these in the 19th century also a group regarded as form forming a distinctive ethnic stock now the reason i said here's the big part is because we see this word anthropology again here comes this word anthropology and here is the father right here's the father of this race concept as we have it today here it is right here we have mr johann friedrich blumenbach all right without this gentleman you don't have your modern conceptualization of race because this was the naturalist uh, physiologists and anthropologists who came up with the basic idea, the classification system. So we're going to spare y'all a bunch of reading, but what we'll show y'all is he was the first to start to classify people by skulls. And this has changed. And it's not a very uh, uh, sound way of classifying people. So Correct. Mr. Blumenbach around this time, and you see this is 11 May 1752, 
1840. He is considered the father. He's the first one to explore the study of the human being as an aspect of natural history. His teachings in comparative anatomy were applied to his classification of human races, of which he claimed there were five. Now, this is a lot of the... the this is where you get it from. This, this bottom line. The anatomy com uh, uh, of human, which he claimed there were five, the Caucasian, Mongolian, Malayan, Ethiopian, and American. Okay? He was a member of what the modern historians call the Gottingen School of History. All right? Bloombach's peers considered Blumenbach's peers considered him one of the greatest theorists of the day, and he was a mentor or influence on many of the next gem generation of German biologists, um, etc. So, really quickly, Blumenbach explored the biodiversity of humans mainly by comparing skull anatomy and skin color. Grand opening, grand closing. This is where it comes from. Facts. So mundo. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Urban Conservative Podcast. It is a Monday night. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back talking about who's out to get white, who's out to get black and brown people. We just class, we just cleared up some stuff. We're going to get right back to it. We'll be right back. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. Hi, right, y'all. Welcome back to the Urban Conservative Podcast. I am a dual Ali. That's my twin brother, Raheem Soto. If you're just watching, just jumping in, jump in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from so we can give you a shout out. Today, we are talking about who's actually out to get black and brown people. If your freckles are as close together as ours, you've heard it before. They, them, the man is out to get us. So we must be vigilant. We must stay woke. <laughs> well, you know what? Just kind of to sum up the first kind of half of the show, what uh, we established here, and this is just kind of our walkthrough of what we looked at to kind of rationalize that there is no one out to get you. This is this is what we're all winding up to. Is that they're actually right now in 2023. They're unless you're committing a crime, ma'am, sir, right? Unless you're doing that and have an active warrant for your arrest. No one's out to get you. Nobody's really looking. Hey, hey, look, not that we don't love you, but nobody cares, okay? Everybody's, everybody's trying to live their lives, do their thing, especially in a place as free as this. We really don't, we we don't care what you're doing, as long as you ain't hurting nobody. That's right. So, bottom so line. clarifying this, like I said, the idea that we, we identify so easily as something with little to no mm -hmm. investigation into the thing we're identifying as is kind of at the foundation of the problem. And right. this is one of the tools that we use to kind of dig ourselves out of that was just being willing to question who we think we are as it relates to our nationality, as it relates to our quote unquote racial disposition, if you will. 
And when you start to examine that, what you should be doing is peeling away layers of an onion. You should be peeling away layers here because the truth is in there. But it requires in there. honesty and you have to be objective, right? It doesn't matter how you feel about the data. That's a big part of, of this idea that that is used, that the idea that somebody's out to get you, it, it is built upon this idea of someone attack. Like you're keeping you in an attack mode. And right. Keeping you in a in a fight or flight mode, mode really is what it really, is. Exactly right. So the second half of this, what we're gonna gonna kind of gonna get at is who are they also? Meaning it's the they that's out to get you. Now, now that might ring a little true in 2023, but they're not out specifically for to dominate black and brown people. I don't know if y'all noticing everybody's starting to turn beige, bro. Like everybody's marrying everybody and mixing with everybody. And hey, uh, hey, know. there's a thing that I saw that said that that the United States is gonna be a a uh what is it, phenotypically brown country in about another 30 years or so. I mean, I mean listen, the, the idea is this, right? The the concept that America that uh, us as uh so, so hold on before on, you do that, let me ask you a question. Brown, us as black and brown people this idea that we are the minority is also fictitious yeah i will get to that but i gotta ask you a question so dr francis cress welsing i don't know if anybody at home has heard of dr francis cress welsing uh, uh okay what do you take on her idea that white people are out for what does she call it psycho um biological survival because they the the white dna the white folk know that the browning is a, a, you know the superior dna of the black man whatever that is right do you buy into the idea because we studied this i just i'm asking you i didn't tell you something but what do you think about the idea that it is a psychobiological survival function? That this idea that white people are trying to stop black people from mating with white people and all this other stuff as a means of keeping the white race alive. What do you what do you buy into that? Okay, so it was a psycho psychobiological survival function. Rest in peace to Frances Cress Welsing, right? She was she was a great scholar, right? Mm -hmm. she, she did in her work that we're talking about, what is that paper called? The uh ISIS unveiled. The ISIS, the ISIS papers here. The the only issue that I take with it is that when you take bits and pieces of true things and then you put them all together to create a narrative. <laughs> Because I love your scholarship doesn't mean that I'm not going to point out when you're cherry picking and using uh, literary devices that most people that are not academically reading it, they don't recognize the literary devices that are being used or even the psychology ingrained into the writing. So what I would say is that she used some convincing data points, right, some convincing arguments that upon further examination genes biology biochemistry don't agree with okay right? fair uh, point uh the 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 what do you call it uh epi not uh, uh epi epigenetics epigenetics and the rest of the fields of the study don't line up with them right hmm. so 
the the idea that because the games have big white balls and the idea and the little brown balls and the big but like all of that. Those so are, you mean to tell me that the, the we can't use the the pool is racist because you knock the black it's the white ball knocking around the red ball and the brown ball and pool yeah, is that racist just tells me you don't know you just didn't take enough time to study the history of why the pool ball is black and why they're the colors they are I mean it's a simple that's a simple Google search and then you look goofy as hell talking about you know the, the, the aim of the game is to knock the little white hole the little white ball into the black hole talking about golf. Well, the reason you play basketball with the big brown ball and the pistol, the gun is shaped like a male genital. Like it gets a little. I I'm not. I'm not down with it. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm not down with it. So we've defined. We've come down to this fact that we will use the term black to be colloquially lazy, right? To be linguistically lazy, we'll use the term black for everybody whose skin color looks a certain way. And we get that. You got to meet people where they are. But what we've discovered in this first half is that what they call black, what you call black, what we've been led to believe in black and white and all of that stuff are constructs. It's not up for debate. There's no white person, no black person here. The, the, the difference is in a tenth of a minutia of a percent of a genetic difference. It's it's not like you can we're talking about separate beings here. They can't mate or something like that. We're not right. And and the idea, the idea that that even racism itself was based on this this uh racism, slavery was based on racism. That has been debunked time and time and time again. It is just it is irresponsible of any educator to teach the idea that slavery's inception was based on racism and that even rate uh slavery here in america was specifically and uh uh um exclusively based on race we've already shown you black slave owners so once you table a black person owning a white person you kind of have to be objective here and say well maybe it's not be i mean So, bro, look, 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 before we move on from this point, let me tell you this. So I I tend not to argue with people on social media. It doesn't really serve a point. I got this day doing it today. I know you did. I got a text message. uh, uh, A Facebook post came across while I was scrolling, waiting for this event this morning. And it said it said Kevin Hart is in trouble for saying that the ancient Egyptians were Africans, were black. Okay. Now, I tend not to take my linguistic, my my scholarship from comedians, right? Kevin Hart is an amazing comedian. I think he's a funny dude. I think he's funny, bro. I I like Kevin Hart. You're not a Kevin Hart fan. All right. So here's the problem. We, they did genetic research on 150 mummies, bro. You want to know what the result? <laughs> you want to know what the result of the... Re- so I post, I go, you know, we do our do our Googles. I, I find the most recent archaeology and genetic research. And I, I kind of glance over the executive summary of a few papers. And I say, well, I'm confident, uh, fairly confident looking at the, 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 the people who wrote the study and kind of what they were responsible for. And what they found out by doing the study is that these ancient Egyptians are closer to people in the Middle East 
and further away from sub-Saharan Africans. So to qualify to oh say God, that the middle say that that's you're you're taking the but black so, so to make this argument Africa. that it's a it's a no-brainer to say that the ancient Egyptians were African. Duh, Egypt's in Africa. But to say that they, the modern African-American person, what you're calling a modern American black person, has zero genetic relationship, zero relationship to ancient Egyptian people. You look hold on, goofy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You look goofy, but then there's this. You, you're also Mr. Egypt guy. You're going to run into this. Mr. Hotep head. I can't stand any Hotep head, but anyway. You're also going to run into this problem. You know it's 2023. You could go get your DNA checked. They could go check it and check your phenotype. Then when they come back and you not you don't hail from, you don't have a lineage from. When you're, when you, when you're 67% from Ghana, 37% from Nigeria, and, <laughs> and 200% from nowhere near Africa. <laughs> when you're 100% nowhere near from Egypt, rather, right? My, my point in calling this out is because this is something we, we deal with on this side, and there's a bunch of I have, I have, I don't even want to say nobody's names, but what happens is, is that people are so married to this idea. And when we say, hey, you know, y'all are not, we're, we're not related by anything other than being human descendants of the all of the people who came before us. But, you know, we really don't have a direct relationship to the people and the, the pharaohs and all this other people. So now you got people taking on these names. And, and this again, this is part of that agenda that we're, we're really talking about. I know it seems like we're all over the place, but the point is, whoever convinced you that you were connected to an ancient Egyptian gotcha because they, they removed got you, bro. You. That's you, who you, was out your, your mama named you Don Terrius Jones. You running around here. My name is Ptah Unset Unra Seteti Ra. Look at looking bugged out. Son. You out here looking crazy. My name is Mary Epon Samoon Setepin Ray. I'm the third Jack son of the. Yeah, and come then on, you, bro, then when you pull out your, when you get your paycheck, it says Don Terrius Jones. Don Terrius <laughs> Johnson. I. So, so my, my point is, my point is, is this, as we narrow this down, the people that were out to do the getting, right? let's get to those, the people who are out to do the getting notice this whole time, we, we haven't necessarily said there's no one out to get you. We didn't say that. What we said is who is out to get you. And from what it appears to be, we can only measure this by who's steering the group towards destructive, destructive behavior. Who's steering the group away from values that are conducive to producing a successful community? In other words, in other words, who's telling people to do dumb shit? That's what we're saying. But Ali, you can you can simplify it. But all of these things have to be asked. Who is condoning or naming gang culture as black culture? Who's doing that? Who's responsible for playing certain types of music? And, and ultimately, you got not even playing, promoting, marketing, uh, 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 entering into. Yo, I remember on the tail end of my uh, uh, educational experience at American schools, Ebonics was brought into the classroom. We be going to the store. I don't be liking that. I'm sitting there like, bro, we I don't know anybody that talks like that. What is that? Yeah, but when you tell me. 
that it's the European that's out to get me. I gotta say, hey, wait, wait a minute. You know, there's a lot of Europeans. Hold on, there's a lot of you know what? They're you, not know what we, you know what we found out, folks? This is a little nugget when we talk about the day. We were always told because of the whole Malcolm X, uh, uh nation of Islam, five percent Elijah Muhammad thing that was prevalent in hip hop. We was always told you gotta watch out for the blonde haired blue eyed devil, right? You gotta what did you remember that, Rod? You gotta watch out. It's the blonde haired blue eyed devil. It's the devil, it's the white man, the European is the white man, it's the devil. You know what name I never a group of people never came up in those conversations? No. Portuguese people. How come there's not any blonde haired, blue eyed Portuguese people? Hmm. The Portuguese were responsible for more than half of the slave trade. So wait a minute. Y'all not even being thorough. Y'all not even being thorough with your with your with your um with your di diaspora. <laughs> You're not even being thorough with your backstory here. So y'all not blaming the right group of people. Y'all leaving people out of the equation, right? Why, why and, don't why don't we ever hear about this group of people right here, right? Right, right, right. Why don't we ever hear about this group of people? So you do realize, folks at home, that Europeans just couldn't run up in Africa and run amok. They had to have some help in there. Who who the they are black people? Could black people be part of the they? Could an elite group of black folk be part of the they? Hmm. I, I'm just positing that question because we we leave that out. We are we hear this conversation about they out to get us. We want our reparations. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. We have to clearly define they. Are you saying that every white person, air finger quote, white person, every person of European descent owns slaves? Every person of European descent is out to do that? Uh, okay. Remember when the internet first popped off, Ryan, how we went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out if chemtrails was true? Remember that? Oh, that was, uh, that was, that was. You remember that? And, and, and you remember what busted it? Good old chemtrails, huh? <laughs> Yo, you remember what busted it open for us? Yeah, I do. I actually do. Somebody was like, hey, do you know how much the aerosol would weigh? Do you know the size of the plane that you, do you know how many people... If you're spraying the aerosol in the air and then you get off the plane, don't you have to breathe the air? <laughs> and then, then the, the other question was, do you know how many people would have to keep their mouths shut to pull off chemtrails? Like, dude, then we went into the study of, of the weight of particulates and then we were like, okay, well. Particulate the, disbursement. We, we went down a very, very deep rabbit hole with this. And the, on the coming out of the rabbit hole, yo, chemtrails, no. No. So it's the same thing with this whole the white man is out to get you. The the boogeyman is the white European man is out there to get you. It, it, it ties into this idea that they perpetuated at least to our generation and they're doing it now. And I think it's become they gave I'm going to bring him up here. But when Kanye West said at a certain point, it became a choice. OK, slavery became a choice at a certain point. And there was a certain point where people said you free and people were like, I don't want to be free. Like that was a thing. You know, you know, it's mine. It, it, it reminds me when you say that, right? I have to read this. So I put up, um, I shared your, uh -oh. your, um, did a man have a baby? No pics with Kamala is Disney and Hollywood in trouble, right? This is what was, this is the response from a, a melanated black, whatever you want to call it. Right. This is, this is the response. This is the response, right? Now, 
the thing is he said the truth has got you in your feelings i know you got to get your gaffed on your graft on so apparently grift grip no he said graft but he said he was trying to say grift he meant yeah, to but, say grift we can't see that but don't worry about it he meant to say grift bro okay anyway do you do you ninja but let them do themselves too kids having their genitalia cut off at 12 or 13 i'm gonna have to see some proof of this he doesn't believe I'll that there are children isn't in my search engine prove it like i said the gop has you off on some bs talk about kids stuff foh so then i posted an article his public custody battle helped ignite a movement against transgender care for kids will it carry him to the texas house now when you read the story it talks about the guy who's lost trying to let's call it what it is he's trying to stop his wife from letting his from cutting his son's johnson off all right they're cut there so so this what this gentleman mr mr wilson doesn't understand is that all you have to do is put transgenders who regret surgery i got my transition surgery at 14 and it was the worst thing i transitioned when i was 13 and i wish i so to say that there's no proof of this to say that the gop right this is a talking point of people to say that the gop has us gassed up when our goal as a podcast our goal even starting this was just objective research objectively looking at things to get the best understanding for ourselves so that we we can be on the right side of making decisions as it relates to our community as it relates to how to conduct ourselves with our family etc right so right the idea that the, and and this can go deeper than this because then there's the whole concentrated effort by the communist party of the 1930s there's a whole Ooh. concentrated effort that made, that's made and that goes into this conversation about how the early uh, uh marxist the early communist party was full of black southerners with the communist marxist socialist agenda in the 1930s. and i'll take it a step 40s. further a lot of black southern reverends so so the fact of the matter is is that we see the groundwork being laid for what we see today so when the question is who's out to get black people it becomes really one answer it becomes one answer with a couple of different words it becomes marxists are out to get you black people marxism marx himself wasn't marx is the uh uh the the epitome of ghetto behavior he's the uh, he's the the role model for the 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 new era degenerate out there having babies out not taking care of nobody his kids not like he's the worst dude he's the guy life. that if you want to be that guy you look up to marks that's who you that's who you guys are looking like right now y'all y'all are looking up to somebody and so you. so let's do this because because we on the tail end here there are in this country democrats and republicans we've got two mainstream political parties right mm -hmm. and if we had to lay at the feet of one or the other groups wanting to get somebody wanting to make connotation right right okay whose feet would that lie at would that lie at the democrat foot or would that lie at the republican foot all right well i'm gonna be totally honest and i'm gonna say it would have to lie at both of their feet okay in a sense because hmm. we have now 
unfortunately, we have Republicans that are not doing the very Republican thing. We have Republicans, the Cheneys, the 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 Romneys, the the. So I don't want anybody to see us and think that because we're Republicans in our regular life and we're Republicans that we ride wholeheartedly with everything Republican. No, right is right and wrong is wrong. The gentleman said on the post that Trump could do nothing wrong or made no mistakes. That would be incorrect. We've called Trump out on things that we thought were mistakes, on things that we thought or we didn't like. So we're not we're not blind followers of anybody's political party. But if we had to lay at the feet the 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 racism, the the division, the 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 poor economic conditions that we're seeing today, if we had to lay out who's responsible for the deaths of millions of black and latino babies and damn that babies in general well only one party is pro uh, planned parenthood only one party is pro uh unlimited abortion up until the ninth and uh, until the eighth month up into the final try like these people are absolutely and and this is the other thing if one party is pro this and the other party is not pro this the party that's pro the abortions can't be the same party that's for black people if this is who's getting all the dead babies. <laughs> like if all of the if all of the babies, 25, 30, 40 million black babies are black and brown, you can't be the party pro killing the babies then telling me that you're for me because you don't even want me to pro you don't even want me to have lineage and, and posterity. You're 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 making this a thing where we can't even reproduce. Right. And and look, we're going to we're going to table something here. Just just table this. Nobody can go into an individual's house and make them have sex or not have sex or put a gun to their head and make them have an abortion. What we're suggesting is that you are advocating for things that will continue to reward bad decision making. There's a group of people that is rewarding I dare say celebrating horrible decision-making. You look at the cop, there's officers, it was two officers that were killed recently because of liberal policies, bail reform policies that put actual dangerous criminals back on the street. You have people that will advocate for that and then turn around and say things like, we care about your community. But then they got to go. You got to remember, most of these folks don't live in the communities that they serve or air finger quote or having served. Let's let's do this on this other side of this, because I think we're going to have to do more on this. We've talked a little bit about black and white. We've talked a little bit about the they who's the they and the they is really anyone who is advocating for policies that will reward reward terrible decision making reward Things that are not conducive to continuing human life. Because you can't tell me, listen, I've heard people make the argument, if it wasn't for Planned Parenthood, I wouldn't have no medical care. Not necessarily. And and, and to an extent, do they provide other services? Sure. But like 90% of what they do, 80% of what they do is abortion. The they is anybody, whether that's a Democrat, whether that's a Republican, whether that's an, an, an unaffiliated person who advocates for policies that are destructive to people and, and reward terrible behavior. 
we got away from as a society calling things bad behavior she just doing her she just living her life she just doing how she want to do she doing her thing no that is a terrible decision to have five baby daddies and not married to none of them and to live on low not not all not all not all because that's not all not all not all but that's a thing that's an actual thing the other side is anybody who's advocating for economic positions that are destroying the community when we examine basic economics when you learn a little basic economics basic Mm. things you don't even need a uh, a bachelor's in economics to understand basic economics how economics works you just need a little milton friedman in your life that's all you need you need maybe three days worth of, of binging some milton friedman and you'll understand basic economics to the point where anybody advocating for things like the minimum wage law certain other things these are the people who are out to get you Correct. The people people who said, "Yeah, I think it's great. Let's get eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents." They're clearly out to get you. The people who say, "You know what? Let's just let a bunch of illegal immigrants in. Let's just let them all in, right? And um, we'll just give them Medicaid. We'll we'll just put them in a hotel. Don't worry about it. Taxpayers are covered. Don't worry. No worries. We got it." Yeah, I'm I'm gonna tell you who else is out to get you. Anybody that says, "Let's defund the police." (laughs) Anybody who tells you, anybody who says something like. Let me think this out. I want to word this right. Right. Somebody who says something like. White uh, uh, America, America is fundamentally racist. Anybody who says that stupidity to you is out to get you. And the out to get you is this and, and kind of summing this up, bro. We want you to subscribe to stupidity. We want you to not verify anything. We don't want you to do critical thinking and objective research. We want you to just believe the narrative. That's and above why all, don't question us. <laughs> like, That's it, right? Yeah, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, you have been rocking with us for the last hour here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Please do us a favor. Hit us with a like, a follow, subscribe. Most importantly, share the content. We will be back next Monday night. Tune in every morning right here, 8 a.m., for top of the morning with my twin brother Dual Ali. You can also catch that show 8 a.m. and again at 11 a.m. every morning on Millennium TV. You can make sure to watch that on Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, Samsung Smart TV, and make sure to get the app so you can stay up to date with everything we got going on. Again, visit the website tuconservative.com. Our cash app is dollar sign tuconservative if you want to support the cat uh the, the platform. For my twin brother, Du Ali, man. I'm Raheem Architect Soto. This has been the Urban Conservative. Season 4 is underway. 2023, we're here. Peace and love, folks. Peace. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. Millennium TV.